0: Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day, mm-hmm. you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always, mm-hmm. you know what's up, welcome to Birdland Orange or black, we rebuild the pack, no matter where we at, you know we coming back Section 336, we on this, so tune in. tune in, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland Yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland, you know what's up, welcome From section 336.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages. Welcome to section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your I am your endearingly starting host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover Josh Roka.
0: Hey Matt. How's it going? How's that leg? It's still attached. It's
1: still attached. Uh it's pretty much full. I'm through my antibiotics. Um I had an allergic reaction to the antibiotics, but I just powered through, and I finished off the antibiotics. So now I'm uh, I'm good to go. I got a big scab on my leg, where the, where the wound is. But uh, other than that, I'm I'm good to go. I'm at full go.
0: I'm at full go. Hey, that's well. That's good to hear. Just in time. I mean, I wish everyone's injuries were that way. You know, wish yeah. wish uh, Batista was full to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if I would pass an was physical at this point because they're pretty tough with the physicals. But I could definitely pass like a Yankees physical at this point. feel pretty good about that.
0: Well, can you close? Because the Yankees could use a closer.
1: The Yankees... I, I heard someone on... I mean, if you want to jump straight into baseball talk. I don't even know. listen to the Buster, the, the Buster Only podcast today. That they had a guest on. I don't know who this guy is. Phillies fan. But he said that the Yankees, if they were smart, they would trade Garrett Cole. Because the Orioles and Rays... And even the Blue Jays are just a little bit too good right now. And the Yankees are like an 80-win team or 85-win team and not good enough to compete. So they should kind of retool so they're, a couple rebuild. years down the road. Yeah. Rebuild. The Yankees who never rebuild. It's time to yeah. rebuild. <laughs> See, it's not going to happen. They're not going to trade Garrett Cole. But that's – that's. I mean, it's good to hear someone in the national media say, listen, the, the Yankees aren't good enough to compete with the Orioles. this going in the next year. So maybe they should rebuild.
0: Um, I don't think that's the way the Yankees do things, but yeah. That, well, no, it's that. never going to happen, yeah. but
1: it's just it's, it was nice to hear,
0: right? What about uh, I saw people freaking out that the Braves are like releasing a bunch of guys? So well, they, they, they,
1: they had like a five player trade, they traded our boy Soroka. I say yeah. our boy because
0: Mike, Mike Soroka.
1: Yeah, our namesake, Soroka. Right. They they traded him along with um, Shoemake and a bunch of other prospects for Aaron, Aaron, um, I'm blanking on his name now. Aaron, is it Plummer or Downer or something? A lefty specialist from, or a
0: lefty reliever from the White Sox. Yeah, that's a lot, though, to give up for a lefty specialist. Yeah, I think some
1: of it might have been, and I don't know the the details of the- money? Well, and and some 40-man roster situation. Uh, where they need to clear up space on the 40 man roster,
0: too. And there might have been some of that as well. Gotcha. Cause then I so, saw, cause then I saw talk that they're looking interested in Sonny Gray. So it's like, it's not, it didn't seem like they were worried about spending money.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think it was a, a money issue. And like guys like Sroka was like, he was all banged up, had injured last right. year. So it, it I think some injury related stuff, too.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's just the stuff you hear. You know, we're both kind of in Braves country. Never mind. Yeah,
1: I, and I think on its on its face, and again, I don't know the detail. I mean, I know the Braves better than Proud than the most just because I'm here, but it's weird seeing four players, some of them familiar names, like Shoemaker and, and Soroka for, oh, and, and I think Jared Schuster was in that trade too, for Aaron Bummer. That was his name, for Aaron Bummer. Um, just for a, a reliever. It's kind of surprising to see right. some of the guys go for a reliever. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and so for the White Sox, maybe it's a sign the White Box, uh are try- trying to rebuild. Once again, it feels like the White Sox are, are forever in rebuild mode. Um, and from the Braves' perspective, the best I can guess is, and Oros might be in the situation next year, is that they just have too many good players and trying to clear room in the 40-man. Yeah. And, they're, and they're not in, in a position where, like, you know, Shoemaker and schuster, um, come up with an injury, like those are kind of guys with uncertain futures. And so if you can trade those away for a solid reliever and then maybe make room on the roster for a guy like Sonny Gray, I mean that makes sense for a team who's, you know they're 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 in the business of trying to win a world series kind of right now.
0: So Right. Yeah, they are. So Oh well, hey, aren't we in the business of trying to win a World Series right now? Mm-hmm. That's like last debatable. year was early is, is 2024 right now or is 2025 right now well we'll see i mean the the first first top free agent is off
1: the board now so anyone any oil fans holding out hope for Nola, that ship has has flown by so yes and would you classify that
0: as a hometown discount
1: no. I'm saying that i think that's
0: ridiculous you think it's what he would have gotten anywhere
1: yeah. Yeah. I think, well, it's, the, yeah, it's situations. I feel like what would you rather have, years or a higher AAV? Yeah. And so maybe I think people think the discount, and I don't believe it's a discount for a second because of the AAV. But I think Aaron Nola said, give me seven years, like $172 million is a big payday. Oh, and that's for a 31 year old pitcher.
0: Right. And that's so how he, I feel. He chose is, years. I feel he would not get seven years from another team. Right. Now, he
1: could have made maybe $30 million a year or even maybe he could have done, done over a, $30 million for a, a, a one- or two-year deal. He could have done that. Yeah, or even a 5-150. Right.
0: I think he could have done.
1: Yeah, he could have probably done 5-150. You're right. But he, he wanted to get... The
0: seven-year means you're finishing your career as a Philly.
1: Yeah. and Listen, and if you're the Phillies, most pitchers aren't effective when they're 35, 36, 37, 38. Right. You're paying for the front half of that. Right. And because I mean the Phillies themselves are, are already an aging team, so they're they're trying
0: to win in the next two or three years. Right. And that's and that's where it's not a hometown discount, but they both have reasons to work out together. Like they feel more comfortable giving Aaron Nolan yeah. the extra time because they know him. Nola yeah. can negotiate further with them because they know him. So it's not a hometown discount, it's a hometown arrangement that you won't get someplace else. That works well, in sure. favor of both the team and the player.
1: There are advantages to like already having a guy and re-signing him. There are advantages for the team because you know the player that well, player well, and there are advantages for the, the player because you know the team that you're signing up for well. So, yeah, it makes them more likely to make a deal. What, um,
0: is, what does yeah. this mean for the Orioles? If Nolan signed for 172... And uh, Lance Lynn signed one year for 11 million. What is that? We, Atani is just out of the question mark. We know that's going to be half a million dollars. But what does that say for guys like Sonny Gray or Eduardo Rodriguez? Guys, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I mean, uh, the,
1: Blake Snell, for example, is the same exact age, he's 31. Does that mean Blake Snell is going to be looking for a 7-year deal?
0: I don't think he's going to get a And I tell you right now deal. there's zero chance Elias is coming out with a 7-year deal. Right. Right. But but then Lance Lynn, 1 year, 11 million. I mean, that's that's how Michael Elias type of deal. Right. I don't well, he's a 37-year-old pitcher. I don't know if we want him, but the price yeah, tag was he, right. He, he's not a top 50
1: free agent now. Sonny Gray is a 34 34- a 34-year-old guy coming off a great year with the Twins. Now, this is a guy that's not going to sign a seven-year deal because he's 34. He's going to sign you right. know, a one, two, or three-year deal. Now, the problem with Sonny Gray is, this is not really a problem with Sonny Gray, more of a problem with the Orioles, is one could argue that he is you know, one of the top two or three pitchers on the market, which means... You right. know, you'll overpay. The Mets, or the Yankees, the Cubs... Are all going to be pursuing him and we're I don't think we're gonna be in the bidding market for Sonny Gray. So I think he he I think he's out as a potential signing.
0: Yeah, uh what is this? Sports track lists Sonny Gray at twenty million a year and Blake Snell at twenty three million a year. So I mean if you can stay on that, could the Orioles do a three year sixty million? Maybe. I I could see something short like that. But again, I don't see a uh, seven. I don't see year a three deal. Or you don't even you don't even see yeah, twenty million a year. You see that too much. Yeah. I mean, maybe
1: if you want to do a one year twenty million dollar deal, maybe. But Josh, this is I don't know if I even see that. I mean, do you see the Orioles and John Angelos working
0: out twenty million dollars I mean, per year for a player? What did we give Kyle Gibson last year? Eight? I think eight. All right. So we're looking at more than double that almost triple that um i don't know because you spent eight million for a oh, it was guy. 10 i'm
1: sorry it was 10 it was i think eight for frazier 10, 10 for Gal gibson all right all right. It so it's 18, my,
0: my. all right so there's your money you you think in a down year we paid 18 for frazier and uh gibson you don't think we can put together 20 for blake snell or sonny gray Especially when yeah, this I mean, past if, year, if, we weren't if supposed I was, to do anything and now we're like liftoffs here. Like I think a three-year deal for one of those guys makes sense for the Orioles. I don't know if one of those guys will sign a three-year deal. They're looking for five.
1: Yeah. And again, I don't know if we're going to win a bidding war against
0: some of these bigger market teams. You have to overpay. You're not. You're going to, you have to win the, you have to win the look at our club. We're here to win. If you want a ring, you got to come here. Now, Sonny Gray and Blake Snell, do they both have rings already? I think they do. Um, right. And
1: Blake Snell, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's uh, Sonny so, so Gray played forever with the Athletics. He never got a ring there. I don't know.
0: He, um, he, uh, let's see. Athletics. Yank, Yankees was 2018, 2019. Uh, all right, maybe Sonny Gray doesn't have a ring. He does, so you could go with that angle. And Blake yeah. Snell, where, let's see where he came from.
1: Uh, Blake Snell came from the Rays, right? Yeah, I know he, he was the Rays. Race.
0: I was seeing if he ever. Bef- so, yeah, Rays and, and Padres. So, neither of those yeah. got it. So, yeah. You you flash the rings and you you flash the option for a ring. Where where are you going to get a ring? You going to go to the Mets? Have you seen the turmoil there? You going to go to the Yankees? You see the competition in their division? Have you seen these young guys at the Orioles?
1: Yeah, That's the, the argument counter- you
0: got to make. But the
1: counter argument to that is, is, hey, you if you sign with the Cubs, we're 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 going to spend money. So this is not. If we don't get it here this year, we'll spend money. We'll get there next year. We will keep on spending money. With, with your, if you're with the Orioles, there's management that has shown no intention of if, spending money to 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 build around the pieces you already have. You come there's to the Orioles, like they
0: spend money. You are the top of our rotation. You are the face. Well, now you're not the face. We got Grayson Rodriguez. You are the you are the number one. You are pitching opening day. You are the guy here. You are the guy that's going to lead and teach these young guys to build a dynasty, um, you are the leader coming in. I'd go to a guy like Eduardo Rodriguez and say, hey, you've been over at the Tigers. Remember how the Tigers said they were doing all this rebuild and it all collapsed? Come on over here where we did it properly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I guess. I mean, if you're looking at pitcher-wise, who would you want? There's a very short list. There's Sonny Gray, there's I, Blake Snell, there's Montgomery, there's Rodriguez, as you, yeah. you just mentioned. Maybe Julio Arias, maybe Mark Stroman, um, but, but but that's kind of it. Uh, there's no one else. That I mean, you can go to Kyle Gibson would kind of be the next guy. There's no one else that
0: kind <laughs> right, of right now. You say, oh, I really and like this guy. And that's the argument. Is like I said, I named three guys that I'd like the Orioles to get. They're all twenty to twenty three million dollar guys. Um, Right. And it's hard for me to because be like, it, yeah. Because everyone in baseball needs to pitching.
1: Yes. And there's only exactly. a handful of free agents who are right. and it's hard top for, rotation arms.
0: And I can see Mike Elias' argument of, well, why do I need to spend 60, $80 million when I have a five-man rotation right here ready to go? Sure, it's not a proven
1: veteran. Is that Elias'
0: argument? Have you talked to him about that? I haven't. I haven't. He hasn't returned my calls. Um, okay.
1: No, do you think the Orioles are seriously talking to any of these free agents? Any of these top free agents? Well, are they even reaching out? Are they even trying?
0: Well, if you remember, last week we found the headline that uh, the Orioles were interested in Otani. Right. but uh, According to Sports Illustrated. I think the Orioles, mm, are we really interested in any of these guys? Uh, no. No. No, I don't think so.
1: I don't. By the way, think you see, calling... Otani is taking secret meetings. We we need to post the world's worst intern in Camden Yards to see if Otani shows up with one of these secret
0: meetings. Otani secret meetings. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah what, Otani because... said he's going to visit teams, but all in secret. Do you remember when everyone was trying to recruit uh, Ray Lewis and like the Cowboys flew him in and stuff? I think that's what that's yep. what what Otani needs to do is is I well, want to with. They did it with why? Manny Machado more recently. Yeah, Man, true, Manny Machado is a better reference. But w- what I don't understand is why are these meetings secret? If I was Otani's agent, I wouldn't be keeping any secrets. I'd be like, yeah, I'm talking to the Mariners. Oh, yeah, uh, tomorrow I'm meeting with the Cubs. You better give me your best offer because on Thursday I'm going to Atlanta to meet with the Braves. I'm going to swing by the yeah. Orioles. Have you seen the Orioles' payroll? They got all this money. And so while I'm in Baltimore, I'm going to talk to the Nats too. They could use a new face. I'd be telling everyone I'm talking to everyone to say, "Hey, you got to outbid 32 teams." Yeah, that's a little bit what Aaron Judge did last year. Yeah, but or
1: or uh, but uh, I think Otani is above to, all that.
0: Tashera, I believe, did that as well. Because at least locally, yeah, we thought I think Otani's maybe there was a dream, that. maybe and maybe it's already set that hey, I'm getting half a billion dollars for 10 years. Who's showing up first?
1: Yeah, I mean Otani can. I think Otani's in a position where he can choose his team almost and say, okay, guys, give me all your money. (laughs) (laughs) And any team will do it because it's going to be a good deal.
0: Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. And what's crazy is, is that $500 million for Otani, no matter what team, it is worth that $500 million. That's why I don't understand why every team is not talking to Otani. Like the Orioles should sell Masson in order to pay Otani. They'd make more money. They'd make more money on Otani jerseys and sales overseas and everything than they make off Masson every year from the cable companies. You do whatever it takes to get Otani on your team, and you don't worry about that 500 million. Teams have wasted $500 million where this 500 million you will make back right away. Whatever that is, $50 million a year. Right? Am I doing that math right? Fifty million dollars for a year. ten years. Sure, you will make that money back every single year on Otani and then some. Forget him. Nothing that he does on the field, just jersey sales and overseas sales. You will make that money back.
1: It's probable. I, I would it'd be interesting to hear. Like, certainly the Orioles would take Otani at some number. It'd be interesting to hear. Like, put some truth serum for John and Megalias. Like, what would be the number? Where you could would take Mike, where you would take Otani, if he was willing to
0: come to Baltimore. Do you know what um, the like what, would be, what would be that number? Do you know what the best selling jersey was in baseball last year?
1: Um, I mean, I guess
0: it's a, I guess it's Otani. Yeah, it was it was, was Otani. Yeah. So, think about it. Last year, the best selling jersey was Otani. where at the same time, everyone knew it was Otani's last year with the Angels.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, you, you don't have to convince me,
0: right? Which means everyone that bought a Otani jersey is going to be buying a brand new Baltimore Orioles Otani or jersey next year, and you get your fifty million. Yeah, and then even I will. I've, I've never bought a jersey. Of course, There is you. We you laugh when you go to like a uh, Raven games and it's all Tucker or Lamar jerseys, and it used to be right. Ray Lewis or Ed Reed or Suggs jerseys. Yeah, every now and, no. and then Ogden. Yeah, every now and then Ogden, but then. You would go to an Oriole game, and all you would see is Otani jerseys. I know we have Gunner and Adley, but every single Oriole fan would own an Otani jersey. Yeah, that's true. So I don't care what he does on the field. If if you are not talking to Otani about your team, then you're not a businessman. Yeah. Um, O's Entertainment should be hiring Otani. Uh fan
1: crowdsources this stuff and the c- contract that was crowdsourced for Otani was ten years for four hundred and fifty million. So they're even giving you a discount.
0: That, I mean, yeah. That, I mean of course you do that.
1: Yeah. And by the way, the crowdsource number for Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez was four million seventy-six million. Where and I don't know if Eduardo will do a four-year deal. But four years, seventy-six million—that sounds like something I would sign up for. But I'm not in charge.
0: Do you know how many media, how many Japanese media members? You really, are on from,
1: Otani, aren't you? You really? Uh, well, it, no. I'm
0: trying team. to make a point of with Otani. It's different because of that. It's worth it. Do you know how many media members, jap from Japan, cover him full time and are credentialed for Angel Games? Uh, I don't know five. 50. Yeah, that's a lot. He has, they say that in Japan, he's the most popular guy. And they have 125 million people that watch their games because of Otani. Like, I just. Yeah, I mean,
1: like, I don't know how TV deals work, but it sounds like you could do some good money in TV deals.
0: And yeah, exactly. So I tried to look up like how much a team makes off each jersey. I couldn't couldn't figure it out. But it's it's crazy. Like,
1: would Josh would you be, be concerned at all since you're just being stupid? So I'll I'll go down the stupid road with you. All right, go down the would stupid you be road. Concerned at all about? I think Otani has, has that Adidas commercial that comes every other time. Whenever you watch any sports, I feel like the Otani commercial comes all the time, which is a pretty cool. commercial. I'll, I'll get him an Under Armour deal. Outside, no problem. Yeah. Outside of that, he seems to be. Not to offend you, Josh, he seems to be a bit of a a prima donna. He's got his own people. He does his own thing. He has his own rules. He speaks his own language. (laughs) Right. And with the Orioles being such a – he doesn't speak to the media unless he wants to. Um, He is, Josh. He is – you don't want to hear it. He's a bit of a prima donna. He goes by his own set of rules. He doesn't have angels people. He has Otani people. When he goes through injury stuff, he doesn't go to uh, angels people. He goes to Otani people. He's got a whole crew. Right. Wouldn't yeah. that be concerned when you have such kind of a tight knit, a tight knit clubhouse? And you know, part of things that we think that is the order success is there is their cool clubhouse. Bringing Otani is bringing in this whole I don't want to call no. it circus, but it's bringing this whole thing that could be a distraction. Otani has his own rules. Everything separate for Otani, and then you have the rest of the team. Do you think there's potential there to cause some trouble in the clubhouse? Do I you think know what. So.
0: Do you know what Otani did with the this prima donna? Do you know what he, uh, this prima donna that you're talking about did with his home run derbies winnings? He gave it. He gave it to the Angels support staff. He gave it to like the secretaries and people who arranged his travel and all that for the Angels. Do you know what this guy did? To did you see the amount of gloves that he donated to Japanese schools like a month ago? Like a ridiculous amount. Like like thousands of baseball gloves per school in Japan. I don't think he's a prima donna. I think he has all these people around him because he speaks a different language. And I think it's a culture. Than, more than language. I think he is a okay. superstar. And that's what you get with a superstar. I think John Angelo. Okay, I mean, w- would you not call Adley Rutschmer going to a the superstar? I think they are a up and coming superstar. Felix
1: Bautista, Sterling, is still learning English. Up and coming. Uh, I don't see him with right. a whole kind of entourage
0: around him. Uh, they got that one guy. They got that one translator. Yeah, they have translators, him. sure. Yeah. No, yeah. these are young guys. Otani came to America as the biggest star in Japan. You can't compare them. If, who could you compare him to? LeBron James, maybe? There's no one in baseball you can compare him to. Uh, right, maybe exactly. uh, Patrick Mahomes. Like it's it's he's bigger than the game, so of course he has people around him. Yeah, but no, you're right. He's bigger than the game, so yeah.
1: So that that's my concern too. Yeah. Now
0: I don't. What do you call it? Stupid road. Yeah, but we're down.
1: Yeah, we're, we're outside we're of way stupid road. road.
0: I don't think the Orioles will sign Otani. I'm just saying, as a businessman, you have to consider it no matter how ridiculous it sounds. Yeah.
1: And let's face it. I mean, the Orioles could add $50 million to their payroll and still not be, what, in the top five, top ten of payroll. Teams.
0: I mean, that's the crazy part. It's like, okay, so he makes $50 million. All right. Let's have him for three, four years, and then we trade him. No problem. Win a couple World Series, trade them. Trade them or just in time to sign Adley and Gunner. Like, yeah, why not? Or sign him. You make all that money off him, so then you can't afford those guys. You, you guys forget, and I say you guys, I'm just talking to you. Oriole fans forget that the Orioles used to spend a lot of money. Pre-everything sucked, we used to have one of the higher payrolls in baseball. I know that was before the Nats. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it's going back to
0: the the mid 90s. Yeah. But sometimes it takes going down a stupid road and signing in Otani to fill the stadium again.
1: Yeah. Uh, The other difference is, though, I don't think we have no owner now who's interested in spending money or filling
0: the stadium for baseball or even winning. So. That's yeah, no and to be, yes, and to be fair, I have not heard Otani sing, and I'm not sure if he can play in the instruments.
1: Yeah, but he might be able to bring some Japanese. What's it called? No, that would uh, be that.
0: that, that <laughs> I that believe of pop music. God, isn't that K-pop because it's from Korea? Right oh, so, that's not Japanese. I think it's K-pop. You know, I think it's Korean pop. I think that's what the K is for. Uh, right okay. now, one of us looks stupid and looks like a. Yeah, uh, like we don't know what we're talking about. So how about we back up and talk about uh, Zach Britton retired. I don't think I look stupid for not knowing what Korean pop is, but okay. Um, you thought it, you thought Korean
1: pop came from Japan. I didn't know it was Korean pop. I didn't know it was called K-pop until you said something. All right. So anyway, Zach Brit is that with an H or with a K? Who who retired?
0: Well, um, let's see. Well, remember it is with a K. Remember, yeah. the story with Zach Britton is it was with an H for the Orioles because the Orioles messed it up his rookie year, and he was afraid to correct anyone and played his entire career with his first name spelled wrong because he didn't want to speak up. What? As
1: he should have until he earned, his, earned some credibility and respect, and then, and then he was felt comfortable changing his name.
0: Yeah. Once he became a Yankee, he felt like, hey, I can be a jerk and tell him how to spell my name.
1: Yeah. So, Josh, do we put, um, you know, Mike Messina famously signed with the Yankees? Now we have Zach Britton going to the Yankees. Is he, um, mm-hmm. yes, is he dead to us like Mike Messina? Nope. Do we boo him when he comes back to Kennedy Yards? Nope. Right. We're, we're anti Zach Britton. Nope. Orioles
0: Hall of Fame next year. Let's get it done. Put him on the wall. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer, right? Uh, uh the, No, I don't know. Twelve seasons. You mean like Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame? Oh, I mean Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. He's kind of on the bubble. Let's um let me look up his numbers. I'll tell you this. Don't
1: look up 2016. I mean, that's the year he got nominated. He got some Cy Young votes. Um, he also got some MVP votes. And Yeah, I know. He's a candidate.
0: But he sucked it's as a starter, he,
1: right? He, in sixty-seven innings that that year, along with his forty-seven saves, in sixty-seven innings he gave up four, four earned runs in sixty-seven innings. Yes, only gave up one run the whole season. Seventy-four strikeouts, an ERA of of zero point five four. Um, just a completely dominant. Uh, before a strikeout to walk ratio of over four, one of the most, maybe the most dominant performances by any relief pitcher in the history of baseball. And I'm not going to even make a, who Jimenez, you know, Toronto, Buck, Buck show water joke in here. Um, just one of the most dominant performances of any reliever and his whole career as a
0: reliever was, look at his numbers were pretty dominant. Yes. But he only made All-Star Games twice. Like, I, I love Zach Britton, but I'm going to say he's a closer. He's a failed starter that became a closer. He is 85th in total saves in baseball history. Um, I don't think he is Hall of Fame worthy because I guarantee there's guys before him with better stats than him that are not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's are right, Oralist Hall of Fame. Yeah, fine. I, I And he had a great career with the Orioles. Yeah, but he's ending his career on injury. He is lifetime ERA is three thirteen. Yeah, he's in, he's in my he's in my Hall of Fame. Right, not, he's in my he's Hall of Fame too. Not this is
1: no, I tend to agree with you. Maybe a little exaggeration. It'll, it'll be on the ballot. He won't get that many votes. But as far as peak years, I mean, it's an argument of of peak years versus kind of career length. And a lot of people are Hall of Fame for their careers, right? You're good for a long period of time. Where Zach Britton's an issue with kind of not being great a long time, but having some great peak years. Um, and there's also, I think, a bias against bullpen arms as well, but. Yeah. Remember, he um, also, during those same years, he got a home
0: run versus the Braves. I I forgot about that until someone tweeted that out, and I was, so, oh yeah. I yeah, that was that definitely, whatever that is, 2014 to 2016 peak Zach Britton time frame.
1: Oh, yeah. Th- those three years just – I mean, the sinker was just a freaking unhittable pitch. Um, Yeah, in the 2014-2016, two th- which was not a coincidence that was also kind of when we went on those runs with Buck Showalter and Correct. actually had some success. not a coincidence that during those years, Zach Britton emerged as a dominant closer.
0: Yep. But it's unfortunate to end on you never want anyone's career to end on an injury because it means it wasn't his timetable that ended it, but always good memories. still a 12, go.
1: a 12 year career is nothing to sneeze at a 12 year major league career.
0: Of course. I think that gets you, I like dude made a lot of money and he had, had a good career. Yeah, at what point do you get that like lifetime card where you get to just walk into any game? Adam um, is that a thing? Yeah, the lifetime pass let's see it's the mlb gold card let me see what the requirements are for it Hmm. let's see 25 years of service so he did not get that so
1: okay well he needs to go oh no sorry
0: players players the limit is eight years and for office front uh front office general managers marketing and pr officials are eligible after 25 years and it's a gold card that gives you a lifetime pass into all major league baseball games. So Zach Britton got his gold card. No problem.
1: All uh, right. Does that include podcasters too? How much longer do we have to do this podcast
0: to get the gold card? I mean, I don't I don't see podcasts listen listed. I think we have to be hired by the Orioles. I mean, otherwise, I mean We've been 10 years of service or 11 years of service, so maybe uh 14 more years. Almost halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. We're on our way. All right.
1: On our way. Um, Josh, I was... The Zach Britton news wasn't very surprising, but I was shocked. Shocked. I say shocked that the oh,
0: Orioles... Shocked. It's, it's the day before... A couple days before Thanksgiving. What can the Orioles do to shock you? That the that the Orioles tendered contracts to every single
1: player. Ryan McKenna right. got a contract. Dylan Tate got a, got a contract. Yeah. And Jorge, Jorge Mateo. Mateo got a, a contract.
0: Yes, yes, that was yeah, uh, that was Keegan Aiken, Sam Hilli- Hilliard. Who I didn't even know was on the team. He got a contract. That's how I felt about Dylan Tate. Is I thought we let Dylan Tate go. I didn't know he was still still possible to get one. He didn't even play
1: last year, and we still tendered right. kind of
0: him a contract. Kind of wild. Uh-huh. Jacob Webb. Yeah, I yeah mean, all of them. It shows you that we have some What money. Does it show you? It shows you that we have a bunch of guys who were really cheap. So <laughs> their, their little arbitration or their contracts did not cost that much, I guess. I mean, Yeah, I don't know. Is it a I, good
1: sign that the Orioles are – I mean, the Orioles could, could, the Orioles could, could have been really cheap all right. and said, you know, we're not bringing these guys back or the Orioles – being cheap because they're bringing these guys back instead of going to free agency
0: or something. I don't know. I don't know. What was your biggest surprise of the guys listed on there that were tendered contracts? Because there was Uh, one that stood out to me and I was like, wait, he's coming back? It was three for me. Keegan Aiken, Sam Hilliard because I didn't know he was on the team, and Dylan Tate. Okay. Dylan Tate was one where I didn't know he was still on the team. I'll give you that. Uh, the one that surprised me was Cole Irvin because I'm like, wait, you were a total bust last year. Like you came up with the Homer hose idea, but that's all you had. So what are you doing on this list? You're coming back next year. I guess minor league deal and we'll sort spring invite and we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah. And some people were surprised by the Ryan McKinnon one too. McKenna, McKenna
0: didn't surprise me and Mateo didn't surprise me because even if I don't really see a spot for them in the future, I, you saw how the Orioles used them. So it couldn't have been too surprising.
1: Yeah. And also something that like people are surprised that, well, Ryan McKenna doesn't have any more options, but I don't think the options bother Orioles because they can send them. I mean, if they're going to not tender him a contract, they might as well tender him a contract and send them down to the minors. And then if he doesn't have options, if someone else wants to scoop him up, then go ahead and scoop him up. Um, and you pay a salary. But why not? Like, what's the downside of offering him a contract? If you don't intend him to make the, the the team, he just adds depth to Norfolk. And even if he has to pass the Ravers, that's fine. Well, then someone pick him up. And if someone picks him up, then they'll pay his contract. And, um, and you go from there. I don't see a downside, I guess, of... Yeah, signing I, Ryan McKenna. And I guess that's true for other either. guys,
0: too. All those guys, all those guys, they're all cheap, and you can move them if needed. So, yeah, there's no downside with those guys. Right. I don't think it's a guarantee that Jorge Mateo or Ryan McKenna
1: will stay on the team all year or something, or even make the opening day team. I don't think that's a guarantee at all, but good for them.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, as we're going through Orioles news, did you read the article with, uh, who was it, Ken Rosenthal this week, uh, with some quotes from Kyle Gibson that were kind of like, I'm interested based on the news of Holt being moved, the pitching coach?
1: Yeah, we talked about it last week that Holt yeah. was, or a couple weeks ago, that Holt was moved out yeah. of the pitching coach position and moved back to his supervisor role.
0: No, yeah. I, I didn't see the quotes. What, what right, did so, Kyle Gibson say? So, Kyle Gibson, who's a free agent now, right? Said, There's normally, there's normally a coach. There's not normally a coach that you have that everyone gets along with, or even you get along with all the time. That's just the nature of working with people. Uh, but I think sure. everybody on the staff, from the conversations I had, knew everybody had a Holtie's best interests in mind, which I think is really about 80% of the battle. It's easy for coaches at times to mold guys how they want them have the, and have their fingerprints on things but I don't necessarily feel Holt was that way. And I think everybody on that staff, whether they got along or didn't get along or whatever they thought about him, knew he had their best interests in mind. Uh, Same thing with Homie. Most everyone likes Homie, and he was good at what he did. So that's, that's implying that Chris Holt and the pitchers did not get along, right? No, didn't he say that Holt had the pitcher's best interests in mind? He said, everybody, he did say everybody, uh, Yeah, he said, Now I don't know. It's easy for coaches to mold guys and get them what they want and have their fingerprints on things, but I don't necessarily feel Holty was that way. And I think that everybody on the staff, whether they got along or didn't get along or whatever they thought of him, knew he had their best interests in mind. Who openly, if everything's all Rose's, in the bullpen and with the pitching staff, why would you say whether they get along or don't get along or whatever they thought about him? Yeah. You're adding stuff to this conversation that no one asked. No one said, hey, do people get along with Holt? Yeah. Well, maybe
1: like his personality type, like he does have your best interest, but he just has a, I don't know, a a brisk way of speaking or just has one of those personalities that, can rub people the wrong, wrong way even if you're looking out for the best interest. I
0: yeah, Brett. I think I think it's I mean, I don't know. I took it as I don't Gibson's out of here, so what's he have to protect And he's a veteran, he's been around a lot of He's pitching a veteran, coaches. he's been around a lot of pitching coaches. He knows that when he says whether you get along or not, like I think he's trying I to me, I read it as Hey, nobody. not everyone gets along with their coach. Whether you get along or not, we all just have a job to do and respect the coach. Like you do your boss. right? But why even bring up that there's some people in the pitching staff that don't get along with Holt unless you want people to know that not everybody likes Holt. That you're not all good, happy family. Yeah, well, listen, we know that Holt was removed from his position or at least
1: transitioned back to his being in charge of... Kind of the whole pitching development at the organization. So I, I think we, I think Elias thinks, and I think the root bears out that Holt is really good at his job. That Holt knows what he's doing. It's also possible that someone who's really smart and knows what he's doing with pitchers
0: maybe is not great at some of the one-to-one interactions. That's very or, possible as well. Or you look at a guy like Grayson Rodriguez who struggled a lot coming up, and wonder if maybe that whole fingerprint of him not being able... Maybe he could not speak to Grayson in a way that he could understand. We've seen it with other pitchers like Galsman and Arietta and I think the Tillman even... No, I don't think Tillman. Uh, Arietta and Gaussman, where when they left, what the other organizations... Even Zach Britton talked about this in New York, how the other organizations were able to show him and speak like their language and relate to them better.
1: Yeah, but that's ridiculous, Josh, because players have gotten better consistently under Holt and this new regime with Elias. I guess. Radish has gotten better. Kramer has gotten better.
0: Yeah, but Grayson came up and struggled. And if all your eggs are on Grayson.
1: Yeah, but Grayson came
0: back and pitched really well. Yeah, because of Holt or because you sent him down to the minors and let him talk to coaches that knew him and could talk to him.
1: I I, I mean, and, and what about all the improvement in the bullpen with Batista and Cano? Sure. And Jacob no, Webb was cut and got here, and Coolum got here. I, I mean, I think Thoros had a really successful year pitching wise, which again made a little bit scratch your head. Why pitching coaches were removed or transitioned to new, back to new positions, um, or back to old positions? Um, but, but you're, but you're, but you're trying. You're reading a lot into one quote. You're, you're putting all this. You're coming up with a whole narrative about Holt and the dynamics and the. In the dugout, I I think we need to see more evidence of that. I don't know. I mean, all right, maybe.
0: Ask your boy Cole Irvin or Tyler Wells about it. I, I mean, maybe we will. Maybe we'll reach out, get some guys on the podcast, and we can follow up on it. Now that Holti is gone. Well, Holti's still there. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, he's been reassigned. Yeah. So, uh, Josh,
1: this is. You know, tis the Thanksgiving season.
0: Yeah. You uh, want to talk about some things we're thankful for?
1: We have, I feel as Baltimore sports fans, much to be grateful for.
0: Can I complain about one more thing about the Orioles this week before we get to thankful things? Uh, you're airing your grievances a little bit early, but go ahead. All right. You know what? I'll save it. I'll save it for our um for our Festivus. Okay. Uh, because I do need to talk about the Birdland membership renewals that went out this week. Okay. Because there's some issues. Let's All just right. say the, the Orioles won some games last year, and they're taking advantage of that, making sure your fans uh, understand that.
1: That's surprising because they didn't try to take any advantage in the playoffs. With those <laughs> so I'm surprised that now they are.
0: <clears throat> yeah. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that for the Aaron's and Grievances episode in a few weeks. All right. What is that? I think that's like the 14th or something, right?
1: Josh, what are you thankful for? We wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, Josh. As Baltimore sports fans, what are you most thankful for?
0: Oh, I am thankful that the Orioles entertained me and kept me interested for an entire uh, regular season. And I got all the way into October, caring about the Orioles and oh, living day to day by the Orioles. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say you're thankful for
1: the injuries happening to other players in the AFC North because I know you are a guy who roots
0: for injuries. No, have you seen my fantasy team? <laughs> got two guys out for the year this week. No. Yeah. No, I but thought I, that- I
1: mean, we did. We're coming off a successful baseball season, and the Ravens look to be in the driver's seat in the AFC North. Look poised to make a nice little playoff run here so um and the Orioles future is bright after a successful baseball season so yeah we have a lot to be thankful for here in Baltimore
0: we have no, a we franchise
1: did. quarterback we have
0: yeah who's not know, hurt
1: yet who's not hurt we have franchise baseball players to build this team around young guys we can build this team around uh both teams seem like they're gonna be good for a long time going in the future so
0: a nice, it's a good time to be a Baltimore sports fan. Nice synergy between the two for that Thursday night game. Had Cedric Mullins out there as the yeah. honorary captain. Yeah. Um, it seems like each tough. players are proud to rep the other team's gear. Yeah, it is true. It's it's fun to see the Oriole hat start to show up in pop culture and stuff now again as well. So,
1: because no, hey, hey we have
0: weird. a cool we have a cool logo, a cool hat, and now it's not an embarrassment. So, no, I'm thankful for Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rutschman. I'm thankful for the uh, Zach Britton, not Zach Britton, <laughs> Felix Batista, and for the season he gave us. I was um, excited that this was a baseball season where it was easy for our kids to be excited about the Baltimore Orioles. All right. So, that is, I think that about covers it for my thanks, Thanksgiving Okay, I jotted down a few moments. All right, you know I'm better at the Aaron of grievances than I am the yeah. thankfulness.
1: I jotted down a few moments from the Oriole season that I just grateful for. And I hate kind of doing this cuz I'm I know I'm missing probably some obvious ones. Okay. But these are the ones that jumped into my head. Um I just jotted down 11 that just popped right into my head. Go ahead. All right. Um my favorite moments from 2023 season. Let's start on August 20th. I Googled some of these dates to verify. Not all the dates, just some. August, August, 20th. August
0: 20th. All right, August 20th.
1: Gunnar Henderson is something that made us all love Gunnar Henderson
0: all the more. Do you remember the, what Gunnar Henderson did? Yeah, he had a chance for the cycle. And he said, no and thanks. He got, he got a double instead. Loved it.
1: Yeah, so that's my number 11 moment is um, Gunnar Henderson hitting for the cycle. All right. These actually are no order. These are the orders that I remembered them. Okay. But not really the order of favorites. And the 10th thing I remembered was, how cool was this, Josh? The Adley Rutschman home run derby when he switched sides. I know he didn't even make yeah. it. Yeah, No, that was cool. You know, out, out of the round. But the, the flipping the sides was, was really cool.
0: Right. How about the Adley Rutschman five for five on opening day? Talk about a way to kick off the season and get excited. Well, and a homer on his first at bat. Yeah, uh, exactly.
1: And we beat the. We went up to Tampa and kind of whooped their butts. Um, So, Tampa. I mean, up 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 to Boston. Up to Boston. Yeah, up to Boston. Whooped their butts. Um, Yeah, that's on my list. Um, Uh, Also on my list was that July 30th game. And I remember watching it to the Silas because we were all pumped for a Sunday night baseball game. And that's the game when the Orioles scored six runs before the Yankees yeah. got their first out.
0: Yeah, that, that was, was pretty cool. That's when ESPN started with the crab cakes and baseball kind of showing cool things about the Orioles and really starting to get behind some of our future stars.
1: Yeah. Um, for me too, one of the highlights for, 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 for me, just on a personal level, but also for the Orioles, there was that big series against Tampa Bay that I went to. You were supposed to go to. It didn't work out. But that 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 I went to, and that whole – it was a
0: four-game series. We yeah. were fighting for first place. We were, like, down by two games or something or tied or something. We were real close to that.
1: Yeah, I forget the exact – but it was, like, whoever wins this series is going to be in Maybe first Maybe we were place.
0: up to something like that. Yeah, it was crazy.
1: Yeah, and then we got, went in there in a four-game series. We won a three out of four um, – Silas and I, were got the game on Saturday. We won 6-5. to five. That was also the game that we just happened to be on Masson as well, me and Silas. So oh, that's
0: right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that was a personal highlight for me, both for the Orioles. And, and it was just, like, such a great atmosphere to have that whole Orioles section down there by third base. And yep. Oh, really loud. So that was a special moment for me. Um, also on my list, the Cedric Mullins hitting that three-run homer against the Astros. That was kind of like the revenge game after Batista gave up that home run, and uh, we, next time we played the Astros, uh, we were down I think by two in the ninth, and Cedric hit that three-run homer. That was pretty cool. Another Cedric Mullins memory is you remember what Cedric Mullins did on Bird Bath opening? Um, he did he get the cycle? Yeah, for cycle the cycle. Game? Yeah. Hit for the cycle on on I think it was
0: wasn't it the night that bird bath opened? Yes, it was the first bird bath night. Kept nice and wet.
1: Yeah, Um, so that was cool. The bird bath and then also Cedric Mullins hitting for the cycle. That was a pretty cool moment. Um, Three more here. Gunnar Henderson hitting that uh, ball on Utah Street, which they said is the longest ball ever hit. Um, it's pretty cool. Gunnar Harrison doesn't seem like a huge – he's not an Aaron Judge body type, but to hit the ball that far um, and then to go back to Camden Yards and visit the spot, the marker, um, which I don't know if there's in the offseason they're going to put a, pl- a plate in there now, yeah, but right they, now it's yeah, still, yeah, still
0: the marker. The No, don't put it. It'll be in there. Yeah. Um,
1: so that was cool going and finding that spot. The other one was um, – Two more. Grayson Rodriguez is, I feel like his coming out party was on July 28th. This is after he kind of was sent down and returned. Yeah. And he went up against Garrett Cole and he won. Wa- he didn't win the game cause it went into the ninth, but he kind of pitched toe to toe with Garrett Cole and both Grayson and Garrett Cole left zero zero. And that was the game that Santander hit a, Walk off homer to beat the Yankees in the ninth. So that was a cool.
0: Oh, see, I was thinking that, and I was trying to think if that was the same game as the Sunday night baseball game where Santander hit that walk off. That that wasn't Sunday Sunday night baseball, was it? Was that Saturday night? Remember, we had that weekend. Yes, it was like a weekend of unbelievable games. And it was a week game where, like, Friday night we were on Apple TV, Saturday we were on Fox, Sunday we were on ESPN, and we had like all these national games. And they were the Orioles just played great which for Baltimore teams, we generally suck on national TV. So I don't know. That was one I was thinking of. Um, And of course, clinching the playoffs and then clinching the division.
1: Yeah, my favorite moment. This is my favorite moment. And partly because I was watching with Silas. I remember watching in my bedroom. We usually watch in the living room. We're watching that game in the bedroom Um, because I think it was Sunday and there was football on this TV and we're watching the game on the bedroom TV and kind of going back and forth. And that was the game, September 17th. This is, for me, the highlight of the season. I remember it um, uh, like it was yesterday. We were down 3-2 to against the Rays, bottom of the ninth. Jorge Mateo was on first, and Adam Frazier was up. And he was up against Fairbanks, one of the best pitchers, relievers in baseball for the Rays. Um, and it was a one-two count, and you said this game is over, but you're still watching because, you know, we have a chance to kind of clinch a a playoff berth, and um, and Frazier takes a 101-mile-per-hour fastball and just shoots it down the third baseline over the third base bag, and Mateo was stealing on the play, so he runs all around the bases. You know, Mateo showing off his speed, easily scores to tie the game, and then we end up winning the game in extra innings. Um, an improbable victory that clinched us the playoffs. Um, so that, yeah. that was my favorite memory of 2023.
0: No, totally. And I just sat there forever watching those guys celebrate. Yeah. And maybe got a little teary-eyed. Yeah. It was definitely like the highlight of the year and felt like everything built to that moment, which we would have clinched whether we won or not. And it was nice to win and clinch.
1: Yeah, and some of the most unlikely heroes yes, uh, Matteo and Frazier, correct? Um, so it's it's pretty cool, and yeah, and the only thing you would add too is, I mean, it was cool. I know we didn't have the results we wanted to, but it was cool, you know, meeting up for the playoff games and going to the playoffs. It
0: was, it was, it was fun to have playoff games back in Baltimore. The atmosphere was great, yeah, it's just the. the it, the results on the field is not what we wanted. Right, right. The fact that we didn't win a single playoff game <laughs> makes it hard for me to pick it as one of my yeah, favorite Yeah, they weren't memories. even all that competitive. No, no. And now I think of that day that we spent at the casino beforehand watching the Ravens blow a game and then go into the the uh, Oriole Park and seeing the Orioles struggle. Yeah, it was a tough weekend for Baltimore sports.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Brian Baker, bless your heart. So, But but still, uh, a lot of great memories from the 2023 season. Yeah. And I'm sure I missed a bunch, too. A lot of great stuff. I'm sure li- li- the listeners are screaming at other memories. I mean, I take, uh, uh, Cedric Mullins had about five amazing catches. Austin Hayes had a couple amazing catches. Um, Gun- Gun- Gunnar Henderson has some amazing plays. So defensively, yeah. too. it's
0: Yeah, definitely defensive. There's some memories there. Yeah. Um, I-, I also or... think
1: about the play where... The little blue pit, um, where Henderson ran to third on kind of the lazy throw into third base that was fun, kind of epitomized
0: kind of Gunner Henderson style, yeah. And it was definitely a year of the people getting starting to pay attention to the Orioles, so it's fun now. We got a little slow for this week and next week, and then we get some winter meetings, but it's nice to see Nola. Get signed because that means other teams are going to start making moves. Yeah, I hope. I mean, some years
1: it doesn't seem like anything happens till so February. I hope it's not one of those seasons, but well, we'll see. I think
0: that, yeah, it's a good sign that we've already seen some contracts signed here in November. So, well, and they're saying Otani, there's a good chance Otani signs to go back to stupid road for a minute. Otani, they're kind of saying he's probably going to sign before the winter meetings. Who
1: says that? Mr. Uh, Secretive Otani is letting people know when he's going to
0: sign the athletics say he might sign before the winter meetings, the winter meetings are, where? Are they? when are they? They're like December six or something, right? Yeah. First week in December. So yeah, that would, that
1: would be, that'd be great. That'd be great. No, it'd, be, be it'd, be,
0: it'd be great. Yeah. So. The first domino to drop. Well, oh, that's a, the first domino already dropped when Otani drops. It's like, I don't know, a bowling ball that just destroys all other dominoes. It's like a whole other, it's a different game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it will, I mean, and it doesn't matter in the sense
1: of, it does, like, you could argue that Nola sets the market for Rodriguez and Sonny Gray a little bit, maybe. Otani's not involved in any markets because he's a market all on his own, so it's not going to set the market for anything.
0: Yep, winter meetings start December 4th. So, two weeks.
1: All right. Cool. Well, we'll have all the winter meeting coverage. And again, I think there's going to be a lot of, maybe not free agent talk, but I think there's going to be a lot of hot stove trade talk involving the Orioles this off season. Uh And the winter meetings are a great chance to, you know, carry
0: on those conversations. Right. right. Or or to see some agents fighting in the parking lot. Yeah. Either one. And
1: either one. Um, and if agents do fight in the parking lot, we'll have, some inside sources to let you guys know yeah, about uh, that. Right, right. Um, that's a throwback to, to Yeah, win. long time, long time throwback. Yeah. But worst case scenario, we'll at least have a rule five guy or two to talk about. Yep. Can't wait. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Matt, have a good Thanksgiving. You too? Are you? Uh, what
1: do what, what you do for Thanksgiving, Josh?
0: Nowhere. I'm walking into the kitchen. Okay. I think some family's coming over. That's, that's it? about it. Yeah, nothing fancy.
1: Ke- Kelly's family or my family? Kelly's family. Okay. You see mom and dad or no? What about? No, I
0: think do? they're. Uh, I think they're at Robbins.
1: Oh, that's right. They had a wedding yeah. in Kentucky. And they they're in
0: some up there. Yeah, they're up there. So no, yeah. I've got Thanksgiving and camping. Like oh you yeah, and more camping. Every, I've, been, I've been in my camper every weekend since I purchased it. Nice. So
1: i'm going up to charlotte South yeah with emily's family
0: nice
1: yeah i think about nice. catching the charlotte's hornets play the washington wizards on wednesday i might catch that game <laughs> yeah, that
0: sounds like an exciting game
1: uh, you can get tickets very cheaply
0: yeah that's what i would imagine i put on my calendar a uh the harlem globe are coming into jacksonville in march I put, on, I put on my calendar i said you know what this would be a fun one to take out to. yeah so that's
1: all awesome. right. Well, we wish all our listeners a wonderful Thanksgiving full of food and family and yep. fun.
0: If you're thankful for us, you can go over and give us a review. Oh, nice, Josh. Well played. You can follow us on social media,
1: all your platforms, including X. You can follow me on X at section 336 you can follow Josh on X At website. Josh Roka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's and go Ravens.